Merson has scored it. Arsenal legend Paul Merson, John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin. It's an exclusive off-air event. So if you want to be there, get on to offtheball.com forward slash events. Just eat the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League. So what a performance from Manchester City. It felt like a title-winning performance. They'd beaten Arsenal 4-1. David Myler was alongside me on cold commentary. How good was that? It was really good. Man City were very impressive. Um, look, we know they're a very good team. But overall, I was very disappointed with Arsenal. There was a lack of fight, a lack of hunger, um, which is something we... Look, I know they've had disappointing results in the last few games, but certainly I expect to see a lot more from them. Um, I always thought Manchester City would win the game being at home. But I expected it to be a lot closer and City dominated from start to finish. Um, and it could have quite easily have been six or seven. What could Arteta have done to stop that? Because we've seen City at home this season against United, against Liverpool, go after them right from the start. The attacking players, Haaland, De Bruyne, pressing high, winning the ball back deep as well when they had to. We saw that today as well. Arteta had to be ready for City to come all guns blazing this evening. But... It felt like they, they weren't. It felt like they were they were flat and they were almost letting Manchester City come at them. Yeah, they were. And when you look at a game like that, when you come away to the big grounds and certainly you're a, you're a big team. Now, obviously the previous results would have knocked a little bit of confidence out of Arsenal. But there was just that that lack of quality when they were on the ball. Um, their midfielders didn't get on it enough. You know, we, 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 we've highlighted all season how good Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli have been but they couldn't get them on the ball. And then when they did get on the ball, they were either too deep or they took the safe option, turn back and just try to keep the ball. You know, we spoke at the top of, you know, the top about Akanji playing left back. Can Saka get at him? Can you get him running? Isolate him in wide areas. I think we've seen on one or two occasions him getting at the ball and trying to go at him. But over the course, what's he play? 75 minutes? It's not enough. You know, Reese Nelson, Trossard came on and they looked to try and inject a bit of life and a bit of energy into it. That Arsenal performance was so flat and I think any Arsenal fan who's travelled all the way to this game would be just disappointed with the lack of fight in them. You know it's going to be difficult because Manchester City are going to keep the ball but you've got to get into their faces. You've got to get at them. You've got to try and disrupt their build-up. You know when they, you know City are going to keep the ball but they, just, they almost showed them far too much respect and that's the big frustration I have and I imagine a lot of Arsenal fans will have. Arsenal did come into this with one injury mm-hmm. William Saliba which seems to have totally unsettled the entire side Rob Holding got a goal but had a bit of a nightmare evening and there were worries before the game as to how he'd handle Haaland and he tried to get right up close and be physical with him and you're never going to win that battle you, you felt sorry for him out there nearly in the first half no I did but you should never feel for a player in the team that are top of the league and that was the weird thing with this it, it didn't feel like Arsenal came into this game and didn't act in any way like a team who were top of the league. No, they did. They rolled over. But like you, you, you spoke there about, you know, Rob Holding and you know Gabriel, who wasn't who wasn't convincing either um, tonight. But it was just the way Arsenal tried to press, you know, Manchester City. They got the two midfielders in Party and Xhaka. They pushed up high along with the middle three of Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka, and Jesus. They looked to really press up high on Arsenal or on Manchester City. Sorry, we know how good Ederson is with the ball, but he just clipped this ball like into Haaland and holding for some reason thought you know what I'm going to be physical against you and you know he's six foot four he's built like a brick house and he just rolled him and that's where the opportunities came from that's where De Bruyne's goal came from where he just turned he laid him off De Bruyne takes it forward Gabriel was at six to sevens he nearly tripped over his own feet he couldn't get them set 
De Bruyne, obviously, I, w I would look at the goalkeeper. It, it seemed to me like he'd score from a big distance out. I'd need to see more replays of it. But time after time it happened. And when Arsenal looked to step onto it, you know, try and put some pressure on them. They just played that long ball into Haaland or into De Bruyne, who were able to get hold of it far too easily. And that was a massive problem all night. Um, it's something that, you know, Mikel will have to look at because he got he, he never got it wrong. There'll probably be a lot of rewriting of history after this game, which would be somewhat unfair of Arsenal because they were so impressive for so long this season. But you look at them out there tonight and you think, Mikel Arteta's done an unbelievably good job mm. to get that group of players to be in a title decider at this stage of the season. Because aside from those three that you mentioned and maybe Jesus behind that there, there really wasn't very much there tonight no there wasn't um, and it's something it was just for a team that has been so good this season um, they played some amazing football and what Arteta has done has been phenomenal I know there's a lot of talk, talk of they've bottled it but at the same time look if you go back the Liverpool result you know being ahead and then obviously Liverpool coming back showing that fight you know going to Anfield is very difficult it doesn't matter what team it is what form Liverpool are in you know, they still have the capability of putting in an incredible performance. The, the ones you'd question were the West Ham. They were winning that game. They were comfortable. And that was the kind of signs, you know, obviously Saliba's out injured. Rob Holding got bullied against Antonio. And it's something that I imagine Southampton looked at. And then again, Manchester City have looked at. Haaland seemed to peel onto him all night. And look, I don't like, you know, standing here with you criticising Holding because I've been in a similar situation where you've played in games and you know how difficult it is. But... That's where you have to be street smart. You have to be, right, do I leave him have the ball into his feet? Do I then drop off him? Do I get players around me to support? I know the manager's probably looking at it. Can, well, it look like he's saying, go 1v1 against them. And, it, you know, it, it turned to be Arsenal's downfall because they just couldn't get a hold of De Bruyne and Haaland and they just gave up far too many opportunities. So what I, what I am definitely giving credit there to Mikel Arteta for he's done this season, tonight... Obviously, there, was a, there seemed to be a problem with motivating the players in that it felt like there was a massive hangover from Friday night in Southampton and they weren't able to get themselves back up. Tactically, are there, are there things he could have done when you look at Trossard, Jorginho, Nelson, Nketia, Smith-Rowe? Are, are, is there anything he could have done that would have changed the flow of that game? Well, it's quite easy for us to know, obviously, pinpoint you know certain personnel because you've lost 4-1. But... If Saliba was fit, he'd have started, right? And then the rest the rest of the, the 11 is Arsenal's 11. That's their best team, and that's the team that is predominantly playing all season, and that's why they are in the position they're in. Um, if you lose one player, you're hoping that someone could come in and replace him, and it doesn't cause too much of an effect to a squad. Like, Trossard's been excellent since he's come in January. He's seen that with his performances, his assists and his goals. But it, it can also be quite easy to come on in a game where you are where you are losing and the game has gotten away from you and to show a little bit of life and show a bit of spark, which can probably be one of the only positive things that Arteta can take from the game. Like Reese Nelson was impressive when he came on, but it's quite easy because Manchester City are in full control and you're adding fresh legs, you're adding a bit of energy. But, you know, on the whole, if he had to go again tomorrow morning, I imagine he'd still, still pick the same team, but he might just tactically change a few bits. Maybe sit off five, ten years... 10 yards, sorry, deeper and leave Manchester City have the ball and leave them carried out. And look, at times they were the back four, you know, or it was kind of the back three because Ben White would step on to try and get that pressure on. But the distances between them were, were just too big and Man City could play that ball over 
and it's just caused them so many problems. The fact they ended up taking off the full front four mm. and like Odegaard didn't have a great game for large parts on Friday night against Southampton, but was they just couldn't get him involved. No, and he's he's badly at fault then as well for that third goal. Exactly, he you know. It's the hardest thing with number 10s. When they play, you want the ball on, you want them on the ball all game and you want them in those spaces creating. And Odegaard couldn't get on. Then he starts to you know, drop deeper to try and make things happen as captain. He ends up turning over possession. And Manchester City are ruthless. They punish you. Football on off the ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Let's talk about City then and the brilliance of Manchester City because there's periods there where it's as good as we've seen in the Premier League. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne has been outshone this season by Erling Haaland as everybody in the league has and there have definitely been periods this season where he hasn't been at his best and has struggled for a bit of form and he brought that into a very unhappy World Cup as well. But when they've needed him this season in the biggest games has he delivered and his attitude tonight he was on it from minute one he was and look there's there's probably not enough words in the dictionary to describe him um, he's a phenomenal player I'd, I'd pay to watch him every week um, even when you said like it's crazy the standards he's set and the performances he's put in we expect it you know from him week in week out and tonight like he just showed his class um, he was he, he was exceptional um, rightly so he's man the matches two goals you know, his assists, like, what a player to have in your squad. And to think coming into this running with the most, the biggest games, where the biggest prizes are on the line, you have him in that kind of form. It's interesting. John Giles would have always said, oh, he's not, he's not a proper midfielder. He plays too far forward to be, a, you know, a, a traditional midfield type. Tonight they played him like it was mm. a, basically sort of a number 10, like a nine Second a striker almost. almost. Yeah, yeah, it was a second striker. Yeah. Uh, that was almost the one tactical thing that Guardiola tried tonight because he went back to the back four. There was nothing funny with John Stones playing in midfield or anything like that. It was a straight back four. I, he's he's into his 30s now, 31 at this stage, so we should be expecting a decline. Do you think that's actually going to be De Bruyne's role for the next couple of seasons? Yes, more than likely. Certainly at home anyway, because you can afford to do it because you know you're going to dominate the ball. And even away from home, they end up dominating most games anyway. But... He he almost has this free license. It's like maybe that was probably the part of the problem with Pep when he 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 was substituting him was probably he was too rigid. But now when he just plays with this freedom, he played up alongside Haaland, and the distances between them are are brilliant because like you look at it, the amount of times that Haaland has slipped De Bruyne in, and then in the verse we've seen it time after time in games that they've played, De Bruyne slipping Haaland in. They're just a joy to watch together, and they've just. They've just struck this unique partnership for two lads who've never played together, but they're on the same wavelength. Um, and it's, it's, it's remarkable. And it, it, it's almost reminiscing back to the days of Henri and Burkamp, where one just knows where the other is. And, you know, they're just, they're both exceptional players. And like you said, yes, Kevin De Bruyne is getting older, but like he's still going to be around for the next few years uh, producing performances like that. It's always so interesting coming to the Etihad and where our commentary position is just here right behind Pep Guardiola it's sometimes very hard to watch the game because there's so <laughs> much going on and when that first goal went in from Kevin De Bruyne uh, Pep Guardiola didn't celebrate he sprinted no. out onto the pitch almost reminiscent of Jurgen Klopp and Allison uh, when uh, was it Divock Origi scored the goal against everybody sprint, sprinted out on the pitch 
to berate Ederson about something that had happened five minutes later. Like, he was on edge all night. He was, he, there was things he wasn't pleased with, with the pressure up top, with the distribution from the back. Like, he got it spot on tonight as well with the way he went back to the back four, playing a Kanji at left back. Arsenal obviously thought Saka Martinelli might make hay tonight. Like, the fact they were both taken off without having any impact at all. Once again, on a big occasion, Guardiola tactically has nailed it. Yeah, um, that is something we always look at, you know, Guardiola's teams when they play in the big games. Sometimes he he tweakers with too many things and you think like, God, but like, who are we to question him? Like, I think, you know, the incident you're talking about, like after De Bruyne gets the goal, he's berating Ederson. But it was obviously to try and get him to play the ball forward quicker, bypass midfield, play it into the front men because Arsenal were so high. And if Manchester City had looked to play out, then they would probably, you know, probably would have played into Arsenal's hands because they had so many bodies forward. But that's that's what top coaches do. That's why he's paid the big bucks. It's just he spots something tactically right. They want to press here with the seven players. They want to leave three back, and we we'll go. They want to go man for man. We'll play the ball forward. We've got Haaland. We've got De Bruyne. We've got Grealish. We're up in those positions, and look, they ran amok. Like we like. The scary thing is, we haven't mentioned Jack Grealish. Well, I was just going to say, before we got to Erling Haaland nah. and the uh, customary Erling Haaland uh, 10 minutes, uh, Jack Grealish tonight, yet again, like he's getting such a run of games mm. at the moment. And like, the one thing that stood out for me was he was always the out ball on the left-hand side. When they tried to invite Arsenal onto them and tried to play it and keep little triangles, it was always with Grealish. And then this little spin and he's gone and he picks the right ball out every time. Like There was, again... We all look like fools when we start to doubt these players and wonder, can he step up to Manchester City? Now it's hard to envision the City team without him in it. No, it's just, I, I'm speechless uh, with his transformation. Do you know, like, what Pep has made him do out of possession? You know, like, I've never seen Jack Grealish run 50, 60 yards back to put in a tackle, to put in a block. You're looking kind of going, like, I you think this is Manchester City, but that's the standards that Pep sets for his players. Like even at Aston Villa, he didn't have to do that work. He had a free role. But now, like you said, Jack is so fantastic at receiving the ball into feet. When he's got pressure up his backside, he can deal with the ball. And again, time after time, he makes that decision to come inside or drop the shoulder and spin down the line. But he always keeps the ball. He keeps them ticking over. And look, like who would have thought the transformation of him and how well he's become like he's a key player in that team now um, and like you look at like they've still got Maris Foden who, do, who don't start but then Grealish when he's putting in performances like that he can't really afford to leave him out uh, one of the great things when you come to the Eddie is you usually go down pitch side before the game and get right up close and watch the warm up and uh, Erling Haaland took two three shots tried to whip them in uh, left foot curl them in bottom corner put them all wide and I thought just getting them out of his system but then actually it turned out I was onto something and uh, he was having a rare off night. It was uh, remarkable to watch him out there. He had half a dozen chances that were, weren't even good chances for Erling Haaland. They were good chances for any striker that you would expect him to take, particularly the one when he was one-on-one with Ramsdale in the second half. Uh, but the hair flowed, the gold flowed in the oh, end. I know. But like, look, it's very hard for either one of us to sit here and criticise Erlen Haaland with the I'm amount of goals. Yeah, I know, but like, but you have to because if that were any other striker in the Premier League, you'd be saying, you cannot afford to miss those chances. Now, inevitably his team won 4-1 on the night and he got his goal in the end, but he had four or five chances that you expect him to score. Um, and it was just one of those nights it looked like it wasn't going to come from. He got annoyed, the headband came off. As you said, the long blonde hair was flowing. 
something out of out of a TV show Vikings but he managed to stick the ball into the into the back of the net and it's just it's just, just remarkable what he's done this season and, well the stats speak for themselves 49 goals in all competitions 33 goals so he's the first player ever in a 38 game Premier League season to get to that level goes past Mo Salah he'll surely go past Shearer and Cole for the all-time Premier League record there was questions you know what would he offer if he wasn't scoring goals and tonight we saw that like he set up the two goals for De Bruyne but he was he at, even at the start of the season there were games maybe where you know there was analysis where well, he only had eight touches like that's not Haaland anymore he was getting involved in that first half in everything. He was dropping deep. He was a nuisance. He was getting in scraps. Like he knows how to involve himself in a game, even if it's not happening up top. Well, I think I think well, what you're talking about is certainly the way the game was played, and I played into his hands because Ederson went direct into him. He played a lot more ball into him. Obviously, we know Man City like to keep the ball and they build up, and it's almost like death by a thousand cuts where they just keep playing and playing and probing. And they're very patient with the ball. But tonight, they just bypassed midfield and went straight into Haaland. So he could, he, he was always going to get more touches. But I don't think he's bothered. I think he he walks off. He just wants the team to win. And he wants to know that his name's on the score sheet. And I think that's a big thing. Like, people question him, would he score goals? I never questioned him scoring goals. But my thing was, Manchester City were always going to score 100 goals. Regardless of Haaland was there or not. But now, it's just like, we're getting 100 goals. But this fella's getting 40 of them. Um, but... It's just, it's just remarkable. And like you you spoke about Andy Cole and Shearer's record. What is it, 34 goals? He's won behind them. Like, there's plenty of games. You get to the 40. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, at the moment, you think, right, I'd need to see now, I don't know off the top of my head, how many home games they have. But any game they're playing at home, you're kind of nearly going, hat-trick. You're not saying one goal, you're saying a hat-trick. And you feel he's owed a few after tonight as well. Yeah, I know. It's I- just... just it didn't feel like it looking at the Arsenal players on Friday night against Southampton. It certainly didn't feel like it tonight. They are still top of the Premier League mm. at two points clear, though City have two games in hand and are the overwhelming favourites. Do you give Arsenal any chance, which would mean they go and win all the games and City somehow slip up? I don't. Look, I said I was on, I was on with JD on one Saturday ages ago and I said I, I still back Manchester City to win the Premier League title and the lads in the studio kind of looked at me and I said they just know how to get the job done like as you said right they've got these two games at hand like even if they look you could potentially see them slipping up in one drawing it but not two I really can't um, they're far too good and the thing that Pep has is he's such a squad depth it's, it's just remarkable and if players aren't flying he can make three, four changes at halftime and bring on like for like with incredible talent. So City will do it. Enjoyable night. Uh, it was. City in pole position for title. Great stuff, David. Thank you, Nathan. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports.